Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? Then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. All right, I'm excited because today I have my friend Tara. She is born to balayage on Instagram if you want to find her. And we are having a conversation all about motherhood and our egos. Now, I met Tara in 2022 at Hair Love retreat. And her and I had a conversation about balancing motherhood with um, being a business owner. And as we were having this conversation, we were getting emotional. And it was just one of those conversations that you knew was important and you knew that wasn't said enough and wasn't talked about enough. So we decided to record it as a podcast. Now, this podcast came out last year. It is still to this day one of the most listened to episodes on the podcast. With that being said, it's a conversation that needs to happen more. So we decided because you loved it so much, we were going to have another conversation around motherhood. This time we're talking about how our egos get in our way, how our egos get in our way of motherhood, business owning, um, hitting our goals, all of the things. So please, please, please enjoy Tara is amazing. Her salon, the Sustainable Soul Salon, is absolutely beautiful. So go find her at Born to Balayage on Instagram um, and show her some love. Do not forget, if you like this episode, please screenshot it, post it on the gram, tag me, tag Tara. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Leaving reviews helps get this podcast out to more people and it helps me see what you like. So please, please, please go leave a review, tag us all the things, and enjoy. Hi, Tara. Hi. How are you, Misty? I'm good. I'm very excited about this conversation. So gosh, has it been over a year since our first one? Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely been over a year for sure. A lot's happened in a year. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's why. Okay. So basically for anyone listening, Tara and I met at Hair Love last year, 2021, right? Yeah. And we had a conversation just like two moms chatting about mom things. And I think we both ended up in tears because we were talking about mom guilt and all the things. And of course, in true Misty fashion, I'm like, we need to record this for a podcast. (laughs) I, my toxic trait is every like vulnerable conversation I have needs to be recorded and the whole world has to listen yeah, to it. Just carry around a little tape recorder everywhere you go. That's exactly. not creepy. That's, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, the funny part about this, so we did record it, we put it on the podcast and it is still over a year later, one of the most listened to podcast episodes on my podcast. That is out of a hundred and almost 120 episodes, I think. Um, so it just goes to show that we're not the only ones, you know, as business owners, as moms, um, that have these feelings, the guilt, all of the things. So we're just going to kind of continue 
the conversation today um, because I think it just needs to be talked about. So um, you are in a completely different space than you were when we recorded before. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do and where you're at in your life right now. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot's definitely changed a totally different place. Um, I currently am now a salon owner. Um, that has been like the, the system of me being in the toxic hustle. Um, I just really quickly started manifesting like a different life for myself. I was commuting to a salon almost an hour away from my house, um, making it home about 30 minutes before bedtime and dinner and bath and finally just looked up like, this is not it. This is not what I created. Um, so I just started to kind of manifest, like, what does that look like for me to slow down, um, be closer to home and was brought honestly to a space that was perfect. Um, I have two really great partners. We have a salon and a refillery, which is just like an eco-friendly where you can bring your own bottles, keep refilling them, reducing plastic use. Um, in our salon, we partner with Green Circle Salons to recycle all of everything too. So that concept kind of all came together in just a whirlwind of like six months. We found the perfect space. I had a client offer to invest um, and my whole world just changed, honestly. And it was just looking at perspective and like what my priorities were and why I got into this business in the beginning um, was to create some sort of a a flow. And I realized very quickly, I was not doing that. Mm -hmm. I was definitely stuck in the, the, the toxic culture of just like hustle, hustle, hustle. And, um, I think it just kind of slapped me in the face very quickly when it was like, there were many nights of just missing, putting my kid to bed and something had to give. So yeah, now I am 15 minutes from my house. I work three days a week behind the chair. I'm home by five thirty six PM. And it's, it's a total game changer. I just have really entered into like a whole new chapter for myself of really just feeling all the feels, the good, the bad, the sad, and the hard and being in it. Um, mm. and just not missing out on the little things. It's just life's way too short, man, for sure. I love that. I mean, I feel like, um, as stylists and a, a lot of people who listen to this are, stuck in this idea that like, we have to be hundred percent booked constantly. We have to be available for our clients. Like, um, you know, we have to sacrifice time with our family and things like that to be quote unquote successful. And I'm really, really, really glad that this conversation happens very often on this podcast of what is success. Um, and I think that that idea of constantly hustling, constantly like making money or whatever the reason that you're hustling, right. To survive, whatever, um, is taking away from like what success actually is in our lives. So for you, what is success for you? That's something I've been really like questioning myself about too. Um, and honestly, for me, success is creating a life that I don't feel like I have to escape from on the weekends. I, I want to be home, but I want to put my kid to bed. I want to read the book. I want to have those little moments and success for me is just feeling that peace and having our weekend rituals of Sunday morning breakfast and watching my chickens and my son in, in the yard. And that's just, that's actual success. chickens, by the way, for those actual, actual chickens. <laughs> <laughs> creating a life of just like slow and being in the moment. Um, 
And that's been a hard realization for me to like come to for sure, because as women in general, I think we're just like so afraid to like pump the brakes a little bit. Like, oh my God, what if I lose momentum? Like, can I really do this? And it's just, we're all walking around just feeling guilty all the time. And it's, it's such an interesting perspective to just like jump back and look at it. Like, I don't know. I mean, sure. There's like goals and to be had and to be done, but man, there's just so much life in between that just has to be lived before any of that is really even possible. Um, so yeah, success looks like that for me right now. Um, and it's been a whole new version of me just kind of stepping out of my comfort zone because I think we get so terrified to like sit in the still for a minute, you know? Um, and that's, that's powerful for sure. It's so powerful and it's so overlooked. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking if I was sitting on the couch for too long, like I would be like, oh my God, I'm so lazy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm behind on life. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. Mm-hmm. And I never looked at it as like, I'm exhausted. I just need to chill. And not saying that you even have to be exhausted to do that. And right. it is taking me, oh my God, it's probably taken me two years to realize that like, it is okay to chill. It's needed. I get the most like creativity. Like my mind starts flowing when I'm doing nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and we get so stuck in this idea. Well, well, I'm, you know, I don't know, not ruining my life, but you know, that that's just not, again, it's not what success looks like. It's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Not at all. And we get so caught up in the, that this idea and we lose sight of what you're working towards. What are we all working towards? We're all working towards freedom of some kind, right? Okay, what is freedom? Freedom is I want to just watch Netflix today. I want to do something with my kid. Like, so we're working for years, year, like majority of our life for that when we can have it now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much. It's, what was the hardest part for you? Um, I, I definitely think it's it's just kind of a whole process of, you know, like re-identifying ourselves. Like, who am I now? Like, where, what am I at in this space? Um, because when you get so caught up in the hustle, it's like you, you totally define yourself in that. You define yourself in your success and what feels good behind the chair and making people feel good. And sometimes it's not always like that, you know? Um, being a mom is hard. And sometimes you don't always get that validation back from a freaking (laughs) three-year-old, but very rarely you get that validation back. Yeah. Very rarely. (laughs) I mean, we're just, I think the hardest part is just realizing that like, we're just fucking human. Like being human is being messy and being in the chaos and like doing all the things wrong sometimes, but like in the end, like we're just doing it right because being human is all of those things. Um, it took me a long time to just like accept that for myself. Um, cause I've always had just like FOMO, you know, like, and I think it's just come with age for sure. I'm in my thirties now, like everybody says, it's just, you, you finally realize like what it's all about. Um, and it's just really taken me a long freaking time to get there. And thank God I did for sure. We're I just- think that there's a lot of, um, feeling like you're living, like you should live. Like that's like been for me, like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing that. Or I'm used to doing this. I'm used to doing that. And yeah. thinking that that's just what our destiny is. Like, 
I mean, even I'm going to bring it back to the salon, you know, like when I started raising my prices and doing things differently within my business, I started having gaps in my schedule and it was terrifying. It was so scary. It was like, oh my God, I've ruined my business. I've ruined my career, blah, blah, blah. And then I would sit down and I would look at my, my financial numbers and they would be higher than they were when I was burnt out, exhausted and tired. And I'm like, wait, my, my like getting out of my comfort zone, doing something differently is kicking in, but for the wrong reason, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I'm so used to being busy. I'm so used to looking at my schedule and it being full that I'm not even realizing that now I have chill time. I have time that I can do things for myself, eat, pee, you know, again, pick up my kid from school, whatever. And I'm not realizing that like, this is a gift. I have given myself this gift. Instead, I stressed. (laughs) The numbers don't lie. They'll put that in your face for sure. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, why do we want to be busy in the salon? Right. I mean, honestly, like financially, I mean, yes, we love what we do, but I love what I do. If I do one beautiful hair in one day. Yeah, for sure. You know? So it's like, I think sometimes we have to really think about what, what do we really want out of our life? Mm -hmm. You know, like really want. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's something that you have to like slow down long enough to be able to like figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. because we just fill our minds. I mean, like our minds are never really, never stopping. Like we're constantly thinking about their schedules. Did they eat enough? Did we love them enough? Like, I mean, how the, the mental load of motherhood is a whole different level. Like our bodies are powerful. And I knew that in the beginning, but like, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a whole different game of just allowing yourself to just know that you're doing the best that you can. And it's all going to work out in the end. And it's, it's been really cool to have those realizations over the last year and then see it all come to fruition. You know, like once I allowed myself to just like feel like I didn't have to do all the things all the time. It was like, all of a sudden, like I slowed down long enough for all the things that I was chasing to come back and lap me and find me, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's wild because it, it didn't, it took me even a few months into our salon and that whole space of just like, oh my God, like, this is it. Like I finally got it in my head good enough to slow the hell down enough to be able to like live in it. Like we're doing that. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mental game all the way, but it's just choosing your thoughts and having a sense of purpose and what your plan is and your goal is how to get there. It's that simple, you know, but it's so damn hard for us. I was going to say it's simple, but it's hard. (laughs) Well, I think our ego gets in the way. So when I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about like, for example, I have always been, um, I like my house a very specific way. I'm very particular. I like it to look clean. I like things to be put in their place. And now I have a seven-year-old, almost eight. (laughs) And it, it, you know, if you have a kid that age, you know that that's like impossible. And I would, especially when it was little, like I wouldn't even like relax on the couch until everything was cleaned up. And I basically, my thing was, I want to look like I don't have a kid when he's in bed. You know, and what I've realized as I've gotten older is I will spend more time being mad at him, being frustrated about the mess that in reality is just me trying to look like I have my shit together from the outside when I don't really care. Like, I mean, I care, but you know what I mean? Like, or I can just sit and cuddle him on the couch 
and watch a movie and not care about the mess on the floor. Because who cares if I post a picture on Instagram and it's messy or like every mom deals with that. Like, why do I think that I have to be different or have to put on a pretty show or whatever? Um, So I think letting go of the ego of like what parenting the household business is supposed to look like. For sure. Do you think Instagram um, makes that harder? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It is just, it's definitely created, obviously, the sense of comparison and just perfectionism that's just so not realistic. Um, And of course, we all post our highlights. Like, yeah, you know, nobody, nobody's going to put all of that out there. And that's, that's why I love having these conversations is because we get to be real. We get to be honest with ourselves and there is no filter, you know, it's mm-hmm. it is what it is and it's life. And again, it's messy. And, you know, I mean, once I've understood that concept and tried to just stop making myself be able to do all of those things, um, I've been able to put the best parts of me into the things that matter the most. Um, just my family. I mean, that's, that's what we've got, you know, I mean, we've all grown up in our own families and we all have our own traumas and things that we've done from them. And, and it's now it's like time to create our own. Like it's, it's so important for them to be able to see that. Yeah. Mom's a working mom and we go to her salon, but also she's playing catch with me in the yard every day. Like that's such a huge balance for me. And it's funny that you say just like the laundry, like yesterday, my husband's out of town. He travels sometimes. And when it's, when he's gone, like he's the fun parent, you know, I'm the cuddly, like whatever parent. And right. I'll give you the love and the band-aids. But. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's gonna get to be like all of the above. So like I've had laundry on my couch that I'm looking at currently for like two days. I have half of it folded, half of it's not. And solely because the minute that we've gotten home, he wants to play catch. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's my jam. I played softball growing up and that he's so into that. And like, wants me to be his buddy and like, yeah, screw that laundry. It's still going to be there. I'll probably still wear the clothes. I'll just pick them out of the unfolded part. Like, it's <laughs> right. You know, like, what does it matter? Nobody sees it besides us. And what matters to him is that I stopped what I was doing and had the time to sit there and play catch with them. So, presence. Presence. Let's sure. talk about presence because presence is quite interesting. Um, it's been something I have really been trying to do better at mm-hmm. because being in the room with your kid is not the same as being present with your kid. Yes. And I talk to my husband about this a lot because he has a tendency to get lost in his phone or on TV. And when my son asks him something, he like doesn't even hear him or he's looking down at his phone and talking to him. And I'm like, but you're not here. Like you're here, but you're not like you're in whatever you're looking at, you know, Mm -hmm. and it makes a huge difference. Like setting down and just looking at my son and having a conversation is so much different than me looking at my phone and trying to talk to him at the same time. One, I'm super frustrated when I'm trying to do something and he's talking, right? That's not, I don't want to be met with that. Like if I called you or like came to your house and you were looking at your phone and like getting frustrated with me because I for talking to you, like, and I think that we forget that kids are humans. Yeah, very much. So they need all the attention and validation as much or as more as we as adults do, because that's where it starts. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely been guilty of just, okay, I'm trying to make this post. It's been, you know, I've been trying to type it out for 20 minutes. Like, come on, I just got to do it. I'm just trying to finish. 
And um, the other day he called me out, like he literally grabbed my face and said, no, look up. He was trying to show something to on the TV. And I'm like, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. I mean, and it's, that's just been everything. I mean, he told me the other day, like I had a good day with you and we got to do all the things. Dad was gone. We went to the park, we got ice cream. I mean, it's just all about him and being present in that moment. And those are the times I don't want to forget. I mean, last time you and I talked, he was one still, and now he's three and he's literally like a whole ass human being now. Like we just have conversations. Like when did this even happen? You know, yep. and I'm, I refuse to let these days pass me by because we just can't ever get them back. And it has been such a huge priority for me coming from, you know, the corporate world to, to being my own business owner to create that balance. And it was like, how have I gotten five years in? And I still haven't done that. And I was so afraid to like, even have a kid. I was, I was digging everything I was doing. I was at the peak and building my business and had all this momentum. And I was terrified because I just didn't know if I could have boundaries in both and do both well. Um, and it was hard for a long time. And it's finally, finally setting in um, that it's just, we just got to find peace in the little moments and slow down. <laughs> I asked my grandfather, so my grandfather, he's, gosh, he's close to 90, if not already 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, him and I go and have lunch once a month. We have a standing date. Precious. And I love it because, um, my grandfather has lived a really awesome life. Like he has just done really cool shit. And, um, my grandma passed away a couple years ago and this is when we started doing this and everyone in the family treats him like a child, even though he's like perfectly fine. And, you know, so we go and we have conversations that I don't know if he's ever had before. I asked him my coaching questions. Cause I want to know, you know, I, I want to know what makes him tick and things like that. And I asked him one day, I said, you know, people, what, what do you regret the most? And now my grandfather, he was like in the, he was a captain in the Navy. He lived in Korea. He, um, he does dance class, like get dance competition still to this day, just had one last weekend. He like magic shows. Like, I mean, he, he paints, he does, he could literally paint your portrait. He could paint your dog, he does great dog painting. Like oh he teaches like Chinese calligraphy. Like he does, he has done so many things in his life. Wow. So many things. And I asked him, I said, what do you regret the most? And he said that I didn't spend more time with my wife and my kids. Mm. And I could almost cry thinking about it. Cause I'm like, I have always seen him as such a family person and such, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, now granted my grandma would tell you it was never around because <laughs> of the Navy, but, <laughs> but you know, and it's so, it's so interesting to me, um, because I think that again, back to kind of success is we have the wrong idea of what success is. Mm-hmm. You know, success isn't what's in your bank account or what you look like or what you can afford. And I, and I think we put so much worth around that. Um, I think success is how much peace you have in your life, Absolutely. you know, and it's like, why can't, why is it so hard for us to figure that out? Do you think? Yeah, that's, I think that, oof, <laughs> asking myself, um, I mean, I think it just takes us a while 
and you go through enough of life to realize that it is just so damn sure. And there's, there's gotta be a line, you know, you get, you get to a point where it's like, I literally just can't do it all. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like to me, I, it's almost been like, I found that like this, this unhurried sense of time is just wealth in itself. Um, and that, that has been so powerful to me. And it's, that has been a game changer because me as a kid growing up, I mean, I did all the sports, we did all the things we, we were never home. And it's like, looking back, like how did 32 years of my life already pass? Like, Mm. how did we get here? And what, what did I do that I can look back on? That wasn't just, I've worked since I was 15. Like, is that really what life's all about? Like, Mm -hmm. are we really just working to do what, to not spend time with our families? Like, to me, that's just bogus. Like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's been wild. And I think that it all starts with not having boundaries. I mean, you have to figure out your priorities in life and what you're willing to let and allow into your life. Um, and boundaries are just so powerful. I mean, I sure as hell haven't always had them, but wow, how much my life has changed since implementing them. And I think that that's just where we got to get in our life is that you've almost like had enough of the shit to be able to be like, no longer do I accept anything but less the things that make me happy, the freaking necessary and what we love and everything else is a non-negotiable. Yes. So, yeah. Do you feel like you grew up with that hustle culture? 1000%. Um, my mom was a single mom for like the majority of like my kid, my childhood, um, I had stepdads, a couple of them throughout the years. And my mom has always worked. She's, she worked night shifts. She worked all the time. And that was something that I valued about her was that just good old work ethic, good old work ethic, you know? And, and now looking back at her, like she's retired now, but I mean, what are the things that she has to show for that? You know what I mean? We, I'm, she missed out on a lot in my life and I have a dad who's not present in my life. And there's just so many things that I, w- I will not have in my family life now, um, looking at how it's affected me as an adult and so many things that I just want to do differently. And that's been very interesting to just kind of process. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, and I talk about this often, actually, ironically is a lot of us grew up seeing survival, right? So like your mom was hustling to survive as a single mother, right? So we grow up thinking that that's how we have to live our life, but survival is not necessary for us. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting learning how to let that go and and realizing like what we saw, what is in our story and like, we can make our own story. And I think I want to, I want to switch a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about mom guilt um, because I think sometimes we hide behind the hustle culture because we're doing it for our kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that I can give them the life that they want or whatever. But, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but, but what do kids really want? Love and attention. That's it. <laughs> that's it. They, that's it. They want to be seen and heard yep. and a hug. Yeah. And some ice cream every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my kid wants like all the toys, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, yes, absolutely. And that's, that's been so cool to see. Um, My son, he's so, he's in this like 
approval mode. Everything is like, mama, watch this. Mama, watch me. Mama, watch this. And it's, it's when he gets that praise of like, buddy, I saw you. That was amazing. You did so good. He's like, did you see me? Like, it's literally, it's the simplest of just like, yeah, I recognize you. I seen that. And having those moments with him have definitely been one of those things that have made me just have to slow down and realize it. And it's crazy what just looking at a little version of yourself and a human that you're responsible to teach all of these things is actually teaching you back. Um, yep. it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I had a situation, my son did, I, um, like a school thing where he was on stage singing oh. and when he was younger, his daycare did something similar and we brought the whole family came like everyone came and he refused to go on stage. It ended up being me holding him on the bottom stairs of this like oh. stage and him just crying. And so this time, you know, he's in second grade. Now he gets up there. We're in the audience. He stared at us the whole time with the biggest smile on his face. Like I didn't even want to like blink or look away. Cause I thought he would be like hurt that I wasn't paying attention. And it was just this, like, you could just see how happy he was for us to see him doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. I mean, you know, it's little Christmas songs or whatever, yeah. but later I was like, I am very, I, I read somewhere at one point to, instead of saying, I'm proud of you, because then it puts the pressure of them trying to please us of saying you should be proud of yourself so that they actually learn how to be proud of them mm-hmm. and not really worry about the outside world. So I'm like, you know, you should be so proud of yourself. Like, you know, blah, blah. And he was like, mommy, I was so brave today. And I'm like, he was so young at that last thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I almost forget that he remembers or, you know, and like, and it, it just goes to show that they have their own little worlds going on in their head, you know? And we just have to be there to support them and teach them, how to navigate their feelings and their emotions and and whatever. And I think it's so important for us to navigate that for ourselves because how can we teach that Mm -hmm. if we are too in our own pasts and in our own shit and in our own business and in our own hustle, you know, our own scarcity that we cannot take a second to like look at this tiny human and help him navigate life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the most important. Brave is one of my favorite words. We use that a lot with Annan. Um, and it is, it's, it's definitely the cutest little validation moments. I mean, he has a little Jeep that he rides around. We have like two acres out here and there's a little spot that gets a little rocky when he's coming down. And he's always like looking at me from hundred yards away with the cutest little I'm smiling, but I'm not smiling because I'm proud kind of face. Um, right. Literally just gives me the most joy, but he went down that thing and it got a little rocky and he got out and ran to me and look how brave I was. And I'm like, Aww. oh my gosh, because the word brave, like, and I taught him that, like I taught him to do these things and that's, that's you being brave and just be brave. And it's just like him soaking that in and having that validation for me, like, oh, he gets it. Like I'm I'm instilling that in him is so important. I love to hear that story for sure. So, okay. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, And, and again, we're kind of shifting gears, but not really, because we're still on the mom thing. Um, I think about times when I was growing up where like, I wanted to do something right. And you're like, 
shut down. Like, well, no, that's not a job or like, I'm, I mean, hairstylists, right? I don't know how many people are probably listening to this when they said, I want to go to hair school. Their parents were like, no, like you need to go to college or whatever. And I think about this with Declan all the time, because I wish somebody would have nurtured all of my strengths very early on, you know? Um, and I try to do that with him. Like he wants to be a gamer. Uh, yay. <laughs> That's sarcasm by the way. But you know, as much as I want to say no, <laughs> like granted, it is a legit job now. Like it is a legit thing. And I cannot put my own shit on this little boy that is going to grow up in a completely different world than I grew up in. Completely, yeah. So it's very interesting. Do you feel like it's hard to like, I don't want to say mold them into what you want because, but sometimes I feel like that's what we unintentionally are trying to do. Yeah, I was going to say unintentionally we do. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like it's hard to kind of navigate the like helping him be who he is, but also like, I'm just going to say molding because I don't know what else to say. No, yeah, definitely. And I think that comes with a lot of just our own shit (laughs) is being able to deal with our thoughts of what we may think that they need to be when it's just like the best thing that we can do for them is let them figure that out on themselves and create their own little, their own little versions of themselves, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, we're there to influence and guide them in all the right ways, but hell if gaming, I mean, they could be millionaires. I mean, and where their life is going to be in the future is, is that direction. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't a part of our life. So it's a little bit harder for us to wrap our brains around, but sure. If that makes you happy and you're a badass at it, like I'm going to help you figure that out. Yep. Um, And that I think does, it just comes with kind of setting our own, our own ego aside and allowing them to cultivate what they think is the best for them. And I can imagine as, as they get older, how much more tough that will be. Um, but it is, I think as a parent, that's so important because again, like you said, I mean, the hairstylist and their parents, and I've heard many podcasts where it's listening to people's stories from the beginning and like, yeah, my parents told me this. And, you know, it's just wild how, how we all just end up and turning now and what, what has shaped us from our childhoods that we don't even realize until later. Um, but it is, it's very hard for sure. And I do, I do think it's an ego thing. (laughs) The ego is wild. That that's something that I have really been diving into too lately is like, you know, really paying attention to when my ego is leading, because I think I know for me, like ego was always like, Oh, well, you're just like a confident asshole. (laughs) Like (laughs) when I would hear that, you know, And then when I really started realizing like, well, no, like we all have a tendency to lead with our ego from time to time or make it about us or, I mean, that's, we're human again, and we have to be on the lookout for ourselves for first and foremost, you know, and it does make sense, but yeah. Let me ask you this. Where is there in your life? Where is there a line that, um, like maybe selfish, right? I'm going to use the word selfish. So like where somebody else might go, well, that's selfish, but for you, it benefits you and your lifestyle. Um, so funny. Cause I just shared a reel about this on Instagram and it's like taking my kid to daycare on my day off. <laughs> like, is that selfish to some people? Maybe, but 
for me, it's, it's what I have. Wait, why would that be selfish? I, good question. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, for me, it's not selfish at all. That's, that's me making the best out of my day to be able to get stuff done. Oh, taking your kid to daycare while you're off. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Got it. Yep. And I thought you meant like driving them to daycare. Like Declan will always go to daycare, even if I'm off. Like, well, same. That's why I was like, wait, people don't do that. That's right. Always take their kids to daycare on their day off. Um, but I mean, and it's just allowing me to have my own time to be able to do the things that maybe feed my ego for the day to be able to get stuff done. And to some people, I mean, I don't know, that could be selfish. Um, some of the, the comments that I read on that reel were, were like that. And it's just like, okay, well, and I could see that some people may think that's selfish because they, they want to have that timer to why would, and, and that comes with mom guilt. Like they're feeling guilty about feeling selfish that they took their kid to daycare to do these things. And it's like, man, I'm past that. I've done a lot of that whole mom guilt shit. I figured that part out. And now it's back to what is best for me in this moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, I can serve him the best way that I know how. Um, Yeah. I think that would be. Let's talk to the, the listener that is feeling mom guilt often for a second. Like, let's talk to them because I know I've had a lot of conversations, you know, the, again, how you and I met, we talked about, um, being, we were in Utah, we were far away from home. We were gone for a week, close to a week. And, um, I do those things a lot. I like retreats. I like education and I like I like to get away. I like to travel and get away, um, from my kid, from my husband. I love them, but you know, I'm me too. Yeah. And I've had a lot of conversations around that of like, well, do you feel guilty? I very rarely feel guilty about that. And, and I almost feel bad that I don't feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so to the person listening that feels guilty, feels guilty for working, feels guilty for putting their kid in daycare in general, feels guilty for wanting to take a class somewhere where they have to travel. Like, what would you say to that person? that old person, that old you. Yeah. Um, that it's so much more free on this side of just setting that guilt aside and allowing yourself to do what's best for you to be able to connect with your people to, I would have never met you had I not stepped out of my complete comfort zone of my everyday mom life. And does my husband have it? You know what I mean? And it's, it's taking those chances on yourself and allowing you to further and expand your mind and get around people who think the same as you. Um, and that, that alone has honestly changed my whole life, just being at hair love for a week and finding your podcast and being able to realize that we're not alone. Like we're not the only people walking around feeling like that. Um, and it's just, it's a tough mental shift and it just gets exhausting second guessing ourselves all the time, you know, like, how, how can you live in a space like that every day? Um, I mean, and I totally get it, you know, I mean, it's just a natural thing for us to do as moms because of whatever reason the stigma has put on us as women and that we can't leave the house and have a successful job that we love outside of the home. And that's just like the wackest shit I've ever heard. How did we get here? You know? Right. Well, so, and I think it's partly the ego as well. It, I mean, that's, always the ego sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, like you always get back to that. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so fucking protective of my family and my time and how my life is being spent these days that I can't spend it walking around feeling guilty. Like I have so much more shit to do and life to be living and people to love on. Like, and of course, like the guilt always creeps back in somehow. And again, I feel like it has something to do with some boundaries and we have good days and we have bad and some days we're better at it than the other. And, you know, I mean, I believe that there's a time for the hustle and it's required 100%, but there's gotta be a season of life that you're just chasing that makes all of those things worth it. Um, so yeah, I mean, the mom guilt has definitely been, like I told you at Hair Love is that I, I feel guilty for not feeling guilty to be here to better myself and create a community of people. And that, that took me a while to be even, to even be able to say it out loud that day. You know, it was like, I had to really put myself in check. Like, do I want to say this out loud? Are they going to judge me? Like you said it to the right person. So <laughs> like, okay, that's received. I'm not the only one living my life this way. Um, and that feels good. And I, I want everybody to be able to get to that point somehow. Well, and I think it, like as a perspective change, like, um, you know, for, for me, I want my son to be independent. I don't want him to feel like we have to, I have to be next to him at all times. And number two, I have to let go of my ego that I'm the only one who can parent him correctly yeah. or that I'm the only one who does things right when it comes to him, or I'm the only one who can take him to school on time, or I'm the only one who can make him the perfect pancakes or like, that's not true, yeah. you know? And, and again, I want him to be independent and I want him to, um, you know, I mean, I, I wore a big routine house, but like, also like, it's okay to, to pivot, you know? And I think that doing things outside of the house, doing things, not being so attached to him all the time has helped him so much. Um, you know, because he, he's so easygoing, you know, with other people, he goes to grandma's easy. He goes to my, you know, everyone always asks, well, who's watching you know, your son, my husband, his dad, Yeah, he doesn't just as good of a job as I do. Like it's not. Like, yeah. So I think it's letting go of the ego that we're the only ones who can Absolutely. do, do the thing, you know? Um, yeah. I love this conversation, obviously. <laughs> I do have the sniffles, but I'm still also emotional. So which one's which I don't know. <laughs> you need a tissue <laughs> for either one. <laughs> Um, so since opening the salon, is he so proud of you? <laughs> he is. It's, it's so fun. I can see a little, this is mama's salon. That's my mama's salon. Anytime somebody comes by, it's like, he's giving them the tour, you know? Um, and it's been cool. I mean, there's been, I mean, God forbid it's, it's not my place that I want to bring him to all the time for sure. It's my place of being me, you know, but to have that that option to when my husband stops by to help out with something maintenance wise or whatever. And it's, he comes in and it's just kind of like a sense of, of pride for me too, for him to be able to see that, look what my mom did. She built this and he was there through construction and from, you know, day one and he's going to be raised there. And that's, that's really cool for me to see in him that maybe someday he'll be proud of me for that, you know, and it's, it's, it's been really neat to watch for sure. But they really do. I mean, they, they know more than we think at such a young age and they totally soak that up. And he says, like, I always tell him I'm proud of him. And 
to be proud of himself as well. That's something I learned from you in our last podcast conversation. Um, and that has just been so cool. And it's, that's such a big conversation in our house is being proud and like, look what you did. And like, that's amazing. And all of that. And so it's been really cool for me to be able to, to do it while having a son and being in the middle of, you know, the world going wild and things have just totally changed. And it's so important, so important to just find peace in those, those little moments of, of pride. Um, it's been really cool. Does he call it the salon? Yeah. Mama salon. Mama okay. Salon. Cause Declan calls it the haircut store, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a bad salon name. If you think I mean, about it, yeah, I can dig it. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, it's so funny. Um, okay, Tara, I'm going to ask you one more question before we we close this off. And it kind of, well, actually, it kind of has to do with um, parenting. Not really, but you can make it about it if you want. <laughs> but what does a cash confidence stylist, being a cash confidence stylist mean to you? So I thought about this. Um, and for me, it's it's almost like manifesting it, like, I'm, I'm confident that the money will come because I'm, I'm not chasing the money. I'm, I'm chasing the freedom that comes with having money. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've finally learned how to make money work for me and how I want my life to look. Um, and that feels really good. Um, and those are two totally different things for me, you know, like it's, it's been very interesting. And for so long, I mean, money was something that I was afraid of and it takes having to dig into it and figure it out and how to make it work for your life. Um, and for me, I've just had to change my perspective around it for sure. And once I got all of those things in alignment, like the money came mm -hmm. Two two people offered to invest in me. Um, when I got my shit, right, my mind, right. I started speaking my truth and like my goals and what I thought that I wanted out of my life. And all of a sudden it was just like pouring in like, wait a minute. Um, so that's been really powerful for me. And I've, I've been able to use that to my advantage, to be able to create this life of freedom that I'm chasing so hard. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's it for me. I think it's different for everyone. And that's, that's where I'm at right now for sure is that it's just manifesting it and that I'm confident that it'll come. That's beautiful. I have one more question. So I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Was it difficult or did you have to learn how to receive when thousand percent? Yeah. Um, that I had one client offer and I was terrified of that. I was like, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't take money of that. I mean, I can't, that's, that's a whole different level of just like, Hey, I bought you a coffee, you know, like we're talking, right. we're talking a whole business. Um, and that was strange for me. I mean, it's never, I didn't grow up in a, in a wealthy household. It was, you know, me and my mom. And when we had 20 extra bucks, it was like, let's go to the movies. And for me to be able to have somebody have faith in me and want to give to see me do that has been a whole other level and me having to put my ego aside as well of like okay maybe I am worthy of that maybe I can do something with that um and yeah receiving is hard for sure for sure yeah you can go a whole nother podcast episode on that I mean, yeah and people I want to know more about him he's oh I could go on and on about people I will send you a video of people oh. 
Okay. Yes. I'll do that when I get off of here. And if, if you're listening to this and you want to see a video of Peepaw, <laughs> I will send it to you too, because Peepaw was a very handsome man oh. back when he was in the Navy. Right. <laughs> in my heart for just old sweet men and to have a lunch date every month with my papa, I would do a lot for right now, for yeah. sure. He was one of my favorite people in the world. My son's that's... named after him. So I think that's precious. You do that. And we learned so much from them. We learned so much. I mean, I could, I could go, I, and some of the things that he has told me, I will not tell my mom until he's gone, like on purpose. Like I just, one, I don't want her to like berate him about it's all good things. It'll, she'll be, her heart will swell like 20 million times. But, um, I just think it's between us. He won't, by the way, he will not tell my mom or my aunt or my uncle what we talk about at all ever. And I think it's funny because it's not always like super deep. <laughs> it's just like your little thing. Like yeah, exactly. So exactly. Um, Tara, thank you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your salon Instagram, because it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> give all of the info and I will put it in the show notes as well. Awesome. Um, I am born dot two dot balayage on Instagram. Um, you can find me hanging out there doing silly reels, posting hair. Um, and then our salon is sustainable soul salon. Um, and we post all things hair and cute vibey aesthetics in there. Um, and then we have a website linked to that where you can shop our online boutique too. Um, yeah. Ooh, what do you have in your online boutique? Well, it's all sustainable household swaps. So plastic free, package free swaps. So we have everything from like our refillery side is you can bring in the same bottle to refill shampoo and conditioner, all laundry households. Um, and then we kind of have a little gifty self-care set of stuff where we got the bath bombs and shower steamers and face mask. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all just very clean, natural ingredients. We partner with a bunch of other small business owned um, or small women business owned companies where they hand make everything. Um, that was a big thing for us. And yeah, it's been really cool. Really cool. We've made some really cool relationships just through those vendors and stuff. Um, and it's neat how women can get together and support each other. And that's what it's all about for sure. It's just a place where we can empower people to do a little better. Um, in our little motto, we have some wooden things up in our salon that say, look good, feel good, do good. Um, mm. And that means so much more than just what it even says for us. So it's been really neat for sure. I love that. I very much enjoyed watching y'all grow from, you know, the last couple of years. So keep it up. It's been a wild ride. I appreciate you, Misty. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.